0: Welcome back to the Choosing Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Fuel, and I am a homesteading mama, wife, author, entrepreneur, homemaker. And today we are talking about a few different things. We're getting some tips from the experts in momhood, and the experts are moms who have been there, done that, and got the (laughs) t-shirt. Before we get started, thanks for listening to the Choosing Simple Podcast. This is where we talk about living a simple life, mostly women, (laughs) uh, geared towards women, where we talk about choosing simple, where we have to choose simple every single day in every single thought, every single emotion and action, because choosing simple has to happen in order to live a simple life. All right, guys, let's get started with this week's podcast. Alright, so I am back from a few weeks' hiatus. I kind of took a break from the podcast because I've just been running around like a crazy person. And believe it or not, our little Everett is almost one year old. He's going to be a year old in June. And so as he gets bigger and bigger, he gets more mobile. And um, we're also trying to finish up homeschool for the year. So it's just been kind of crazy. I've put a few things on the back burner uh, in a good way, just because, you know, family takes priority. This week's podcast, though, it's probably going to be a little bit longer than normal. Um... I have just been feeling the mom guilt recently, like, you know, you fly off the handle some days or you feel like you're not doing anything right. You feel like you could could be doing more. You could be playing with the baby more. You could be more attentive to your older children more. You, You know, there are so many things that we sit down, you know, in the five minutes that moms have to think. Normally we're thinking about, either one, all the things we have to do, or two, how we could do things better. (laughs) And we got to stop doing that. We just have to. So I was feeling, you know, a little bit down, I guess, uh, about mom life recently. And besides that, I have been really trying to glean as much information as I can in this the second child that we have um, who's getting ready to turn one, I wanna learn from other moms. I didn't really have that opportunity with our first child and, uh, and, it, and it wasn't really of interest to me. You know, with your first baby, you think you have to know everything, uh, with your second baby, you embrace that you don't know anything and you wanna learn from other people. And so recently, I went on my Facebook page and my Instagram page and I posted a photo And the caption basically said, listen, give me your best mom tips. Now, you know, I wasn't looking for the whole, oh, life goes by quickly, enjoy every minute, though that is 100% completely true and something that, you know, I remind myself of constantly, Uh, But I'm really looking for hardcore mom tips like life hacks, things you wish somebody would have told you um, before you had to figure it out on your own, (laughs) or something that somebody did tell you that you're so happy they did as a mom. So I actually want to go through my favorite ones today and give you some encouragement along the way. You know, being a mom is hard. Being a parent in general is hard. I don't want anybody to think I'm singling out one person over the other, but my my podcast is geared towards women. Uh, and a lot of you know that I started the podcast so we could have candid conversations like this. Um, a lot of women don't have a tribe. A lot of women do not have other women that they can learn from or they can talk to without judgment. And I have found that to be true a lot in a lot of ways in life. Unfortunately you know, it happens. It just, it happens. And so I believe that if you can't find a tribe that you fit into, then you create the tribe that you fit into. Uh, and that could be dangerous too. You don't want to just surround your people that think, surround yourself with people that think just like you. You want to surround yourself with people that also don't think just like you, because as iron sharpens iron, the Bible says, but You also don't want people that are toxic in your life. So anyhow, we're creating this kind of hub, this community of women homesteaders and women who want to live a simple life. And we're all in this together. So this is the motherhood is hard podcast episode, and let's try to make motherhood less hard by looking over some of these tips that we've gotten from the experts, which are the mamas who have been there. They are either currently raising children, have been raising children for 20 years, or they raised children a long time ago and now they're grandmamas. So uh, I wanna get into some of these in no specific order and talk to you about them. All right, so the first one that's up, that I actually, I'm actually so glad that this girl, uh, this wonderful woman, I don't even know who she is, but I know she's wonderful because she commented. Um, I'm glad she commented this because years ago, um, I was in a situation where I heard a mom say this and I thought, oh, I need to remember that because that's really good parenting right there. So Shana says about the word stop. They hear it so much that they become immune to it. So we practiced the freeze game so that when it was imperative that they stop moving in a parking lot, for example, they could actually hear the word. That is such a good tip. See, when when my oldest was little, that's when I had heard uh, another mom do this. We were actually, I I remember this, oddly enough, when I read this comment. We were actually at the Air and Space Museum uh, here in Virginia. And her child was literally getting ready to run into the road. And she yelled, freeze! And the little girl just froze instantaneously. And she was little, she was like two, two and a half. And uh, now my older son was older. And so we could have started implementing it then, but I just didn't really think about it. So now that our youngest son is, is real little, he's just getting ready to turn a year. How many more times can I say that in this podcast? My goodness. Um, I think we might, I might want to implement that. So that was a really, good thing and I love how she said they could actually hear the word freeze and it's true I I noticed that with our oldest son when I say no or when I say stop he's just like meh whatever you know so I think this is going to be good for us to implement as long as I can remember to start doing it all right the next thing comes from a a wonderful woman named Ann she said let them help when folding clothes cooking gardening and show them and tell them along the way children live what they learn My dad never told us to go do something. He always showed us how and explained to always be proud of whatever task you are doing and do it right the first time so you can be proud of it to even say, I did that. This may sound stupid, but I remember dad teaching me so many things. I think that's really true. That's one thing that, um, I wish I would have taken more time with, with our oldest son Mm -hmm. that I'm hoping to, to do that with our youngest son and still try to do it with our oldest. So he's not completely interested anymore. Um, well, you know and that comes up in another comment I'm going to share with you shortly uh, another girl said your kids work with you and therefore you're not constantly having to work around them um, and so that's that's a good tip too so also I want to add to that that you know your kids let your kids help but understand that it's a kid standard it's not it's not the perfect adult standard so if they help you fold clothes it's not going to be perfect you know what I mean at the same time, don't go behind them all the time and fix everything they do. You know what? I've gotten so. My 10-year-old helps me fold clothes. Wasn't really great the first time he started doing it. I still put them away. I didn't even fix them. Now he's great at folding clothes. Like, I, you know, I, I didn't belittle him say, no, 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 don't do it that way. You know, No, he figured it out. He got better the more that he did it, and now he's great at folding clothes. And so I just wanted to add that in there that... Make sure it's to a child's standard, not to your standard. Next is from a woman named Dawn. Dawn is actually a follow has been a follower of mine for a while. And I love that she chimed in here. She said, I don't know if my tip can encourage you or anyone, but it's where my heart is right now. And I'm actually so, so glad she shared it. And she says, It's okay to cry if you feel like you're not a good mom. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. She continues, she says, it's okay to say I can't do this and cry out to God. It's okay to feel overwhelmed and let your heart break as you pray over your children. I have three kids, 19, 17, and 14. Two of them are very strong-willed, and most people don't understand that. And I admit it seems to have been something I just don't talk about till recently. This life of mine uh, with my children is hard. I cry a lot with feeling like this life is hard. But they are they belong to God. He called me to be their mom, but hard days are okay. I used to feel guilty saying my days were so hard. I loved encouraging others as moms and wives and speaking at churches, but found it hard to encourage myself. While quietly seeking refuge at the cross, the years do go by the days get better and God has a plan for all of them. But mom life, raising souls, praying for wills, surrendering your strength daily, and still feeling like I'm a great mom or hard days is what I wish someone could have told me. So I tell others now and trust the Lord's guiding daily. And I know his mercies are new and my kids heart or hearts are worth it. Truth. 100% truth. It is okay to cry. It is okay to say that you don't feel like a good mom. It is okay to say that you've had a hard day. Um, I felt really, really, really guilty when I was a first-time mom because I felt like no day should be hard. I shouldn't feel this way. I should be very thankful for what I'm going through to have the opportunity, and I am. But I also think it's important for us to realize that it's okay to say it's a hard day. I remember somebody saying to me, well, you wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, so this is what you get. You know, you shouldn't be complaining. No, 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 no. No, we are all allowed to have hard days and hard seasons with our with our children, with our spouse, with our life. That's normal. And we should never ever guilt or shame anyone, including ourselves, for feeling like we've had a hard or bad day and we just need to go lay down or go to bed early or take some me time. That's okay to do, and it's okay to ask for help and we're going to get to that tip in just a second too. But that that comment from Dawn when she said, it's okay to cry if you feel like you're not a good mom and you've had a hard day really hit home with me. So mama, if you got to cry, just cry. All right. The next tip is from Stacy and Stacy says something that I absolutely agree with. She says kids can and should do chores and they should do them without an allowance. Now, before, moms are like, no, I'm, I'm gone. You lost me on that one. No, let me preface this. Like, if you if you think your kids should have an allowance for doing chores or if they've gone above and beyond and you think that you should pay them, I think that's fine. I think that teaches them responsibility. I think that teaches them to, to do good, um, to have a business, if you want to give them more responsibility in that way. I think that's great. But kids should not get paid to take the trash out. Fold their laundry, things like that. I, I just don't believe that. Those aren't chores, those are life skills. Now farm chores are different. You know, they didn't they don't have to live on a farm. You know, you're choosing the homesteading lifestyle, you're choosing the farm life. Farm chores are a little different. If you want to pay them for that, I don't see an issue. I mean, if you want to pay your kids for laundry, that's your your choice. I don't really care. But what I'm saying is in my house. Your life skills like laundry and dishes and vacuuming and stuff like that, you don't get paid for that. We have that conversation a lot. (laughs) Um, The next one is from Sue and about a hundred other mamas who say baby wearing saved my sanity, specifically back carriers with a woven wrap. Um, keeping baby close to you keeps the baby happy and in long-term keeps you happy. Truth. 100% truth. I believe that with all my heart. We are a baby wearing family here. And if you are a farm or home mama, and you're wondering how you're going to get everything done, you need to invest in a good baby carrier. Um, this is probably another talk for another day, but I recommend you get uh, a back carrier, um, like an ergo or an, um, how do you say it? Obono, um, obono. I don't know. It's the happy baby carrier that I have that goes on the on your back and actually sits up on your shoulders. Um, and then get a ring sling. Ring slings are awesome for more casual wearing, like at the grocery store. Um, and then I also have oh goodness, what's the other one? I don't know. There's a lot of different kinds. Find what suits you best. All right, next is from Diana, and this was a good one too that I'm definitely gonna use. Diana says, give your kids tools to interrupt without doing so verbally. I wish we would have done this with our oldest. Like I go through these, I'm like, oh man, I wish we would have done this. Uh, But we're learning. You see, we're learning. Um, So Diana says, we used them... We used to do it so that like if they, she was saying they, she would have her child put their hand on her arm if she were talking and that was her signal to get to a pausing point and then to check in with her child to see what they needed. She said that they learn patience and it lowers your frustration with constantly being peppered with mom, 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 or having them interrupt you, which is really kind of rude. Um, and it, In my experience, it doesn't work when you're like, stop interrupting me. They're like, but mom, you know, (laughs) so with that's definitely a tip that we're going to use is, you know, if you need something, just put your hand on my arm and then I'll get to a stopping point and, and get with you. Diana also says, pick your battles. If they really want to wear neon pink polka dots with stripes, let them rock it at the end of the day. Unless it's picture day, no one else will remember or care. And that is 100% true. Another thing that Diana said is to acknowledge to them when you've made a mistake that impacted them, whether it's snapping or ignoring them when something was going on. They learn to own up to their own mistakes when you own up to your own mistakes. Next up is Desiree, and she says, you do you. As a mom, it's great to get tips and ideas from other mamas to help troubleshoot, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you, your family, and your individual kiddo comparison is a thief of joy either we either we begin to think way too highly of ourselves or we miss what is in front of us thinking the grass is greener on the other side she also says something interesting she says as for teenagers fast food goes a long way to gaining insight into their hearts i know that sounds silly but the time spent driving through a drive through with a teen that has been hard to connect with can open the heart like tiny little keys works especially well with teen boys you can make it as healthy as you want but even some junk is worth gaining a brief window into the soul of the not so talkative scene i thought that was a really great option as i have two children on two different ends of generations and so we are parenting a preteen and we are parenting a baby and so that was a really interesting um tip that i really enjoyed Uh, let's see, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth says, maybe not a tip, but someone, anyone, if they had said, oh, hey, by the way, right around four months postpartum, you lose a bunch of hair and you think you're going bald, don't panic, because it's just hormones and it stops. She says, that would have saved me a whole, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me, I'm dying episode in the shower, complete with ugly crying. Yes, it's true, uh, some pregnancies and postpartums will be different than others, um, with my firstborn, I, I lost hair, but not, not a ton. With Everett, I was literally balding. I had a receding hairline. We had family pictures taken, and you can actually see that I am balding in the family pictures. Thankfully, my hair did come back after about eight weeks or so, and um, now it's full and lovely and amazing just like it was before. Next tip is from Crystal and this was actually a tip that a lot of people gave me and it says keep a potty in the trunk it saves you from the public restroom tour of America. That was a good one. All right, the next tip is from Kim and she says do what feels right in your gut. So many times we are told that we are going to create bad habits so we shouldn't do something. <laughs> then she says whatever. <laughs> my kids won't still want to sleep in my bed when they are in college they won't have a pacifier then we won't still be breastfeeding then we are on our own timeline not everyone else's it is my mother her journey and their childhood not anyone else's my advice is to look for the times when you can slow down and do it there will always be dishes to wash the dirt will always come we of course have a million things that need done but being able to prioritize is key now for the more practical stuff she says uh, and then she goes through a schedule and keeping a schedule and how that's important. And I think the first part of that is really important to you though, because I get that a lot. We co-sleep with Everett. That's not something I planned to do. Uh, it was something that was way easier for me in the beginning, because you're taking a person who is career minded, like myself, who had an older child, who could pretty much, um, and in- entertain himself. And, unexpectedly getting pregnant and then not getting any sleep at all ever at night. Uh, it was just easier for me to put him in the bed with me. So we do co-sleep and I get that a lot. Oh, he's going to be in bed, you know, when he's five. No, he's not. He's not going to be in the bed when he's five. I will kick him out before then. Trust me. (laughs) But, um, you know, there's, there's comments that you're going to get for things like that. And just, just do you. I am absolutely in love with this next tip. This next tip is from Shannon and she says, one thing I did with my children that I'm proud of every morning from the time they were born, the minute my eyes met theirs, I would say to them, I am God's child and I am loved and I am expecting good things to happen today. "'As they got older, they repeated it back to me each morning "'as they went out the door to school "'before they were homeschooled. "'I can still hear those tiny voices repeating after me "'and later from memory.' I feel like I spoke these truths over them and into them and it has paid off in so many ways. They know their father in heaven. They know they are loved and they are hardwired for positivity. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I love that. I'm going to start doing that with both of our kids. I think that it's so important for us to speak life into our children. You know, as adults, we often forget what it's like to be a child. Um, I'm dealing with that with our oldest right now. He's going through some emotional things, um, that I, I can't proudly say that I've done a good job navigating. I've actually, that was one of the reasons I I posted this as well. I, I needed some, some mom experts, you know, and, and reading through these comments has really made me remember, try to remember what it's like being a kid and how I needed that positive energy and I needed someone to remind me every day who I was and if I didn't get that I'd go looking for it and I don't want my kids to have to go looking for it somewhere else so I love that tip and I think that's something we're going to start implementing uh, Tia says, accept life with littles as it comes on a day to day basis. I had mentioned this a little bit earlier. What worked yesterday might not work today. Be loving, nurturing, and cheerful as much as possible. Babies are just many humans. We respond better to kind, relaxed, and loving people. Oh, yes, lots of fresh air and exercise and sleep will eventually happen, Tia says. Uh, Natasha has a great one. She says, slow down and let them work alongside you. We did talk about this a little bit. So they grow to be more capable with time. You'll make memories and help them learn to help and how to take care of themselves when they are older also make nothing taboo if they have a question answer it to an honest but age appropriate level that you're comfortable with and i can say that that's something that we have always done and i 100 agree with it she said at three my kids started asking how babies are made and i simply answered i'm in mommy's tummy out of love from mom and dad it's amazing how a simple but truthful answer will satisfy a curious mind this is true so true and you know guys when we get to the whole birds and bees talk it it's good to have that conversation when they start being persistent about it. Um, our oldest child, we had the whole, you know, where do babies come from talk. You know, since right around the age of four, he started asking. We did the same thing. Oh, you know, mommy and daddy, you know, they love each other and the baby came out of mommy's belly and all that. Uh, but then right around oh man let's see 10987 8. right around the age of 6 or 7 actually he um i think that's how old he was my my sister-in-law got pregnant and at the same time um we got our dog fixed <laughs> and she was a female dog and so he they kind of collided with each other like the dog is getting fixed because we don't want her to have puppies well what how does that work and then okay well well, my sister-in-law's pregnant, and he's like, "Well, how does she?" And so we ended up having the talk around the age of six or seven. And actually, um, once we had the talk, it, it was really interesting. We've actually had the talk a few times since then because it didn't quite click then. No, it you wouldn't expect it to, but he understood it in a way where he was like, "Okay, I don't want you know, I really don't want to know anymore." And then right around the age of nine, um, was A bigger in-depth talk and he was like oh okay I get it now so um it don't make them feel uncomfortable with any question they have be honest with them talk to them of course age appropriately but don't don't water it down either I think that's a really good tip this next tip from Allie is something that I'm currently dealing with in my life with my youngest one. Allie says, the one I tell mamas all the time is they will survive if they have to wait. Yes, even if they're crying or making a fuss. Yes, even if they need something. Patience is a hard lesson, but they'll be better off to have learned it because far too often parents feel like they're not enough because they can't do it all and feel bad when their little Fergus has to wait his turn. But see, no one can do it all. And Fergus is going to be just fine go easy on yourself I think that's true I think um you know a lot of pa- parents talk about crying it out we don't really practice that here but this isn't the same thing um you know as your children get older even with a one-year-old two-year-old if you're constantly going to them every single time they cry you know there's a difference between a newborn crying all the time a six-month-old crying all the time or a toddler crying just because they don't get their way or they think they need to be clung to you the whole time um when we allow them that independence to sit down and listen, everything's going to be okay. Mom's going to be right here, but you're just going to have to be patient till I can get to you. It does teach them patience and it does make them a little bit more patient. So that's something that we are going to be working on too. Um, Next is from Susie. I actually got this tip a lot when i was pregnant and susie says double the fitted crib sheet and use a waterproof pad in between in the middle of the night or a busy day you just have to take this top sheet off move the um, waterproof pad and then you have a clean sheet already so that would be great if we actually use the sheet the crib <laughs> but we don't but i did want to share that tip for all you other mamas because that is a really great tip um Julie says, as your kids get grown, learn when to just smile and keep your mouth shut. It's a really big deal. (laughs) Dana says, when you say no, don't change your mind. No is no. And that's true. That's something I think a lot of us have a hard time with. Um, All right, let's see. We're moving in just to the last few. Uh, Now we're on Instagram, so I'm going to be kind of sharing some Instagram names Um, awakening our farm says, do a rest time for them every day, even as they get older, whether they nap or not quiet time for you and them. It's her favorite time of day. That's true. We did that with my oldest and that really was a lifesaver, especially working from home. Um, and it just helped him overall. So that is something we will do again. Michelle over at farm life outfitters said, I think letting my children play independently has been one of the biggest helps to them and to me and minimize toys. Let them play outside and use their imaginations. Absolutely. We did this with our oldest as well. And he has the biggest imagination and he is the most independent thinker and he can play by himself for forever. And so absolutely 100% yes. Following up to that, Breaking Bread Farm in South Carolina, she says, let them get bored and figure it out. It's good for them. I wish I realized that earlier. I was concerned about entertaining, and now those kids aren't good at imaginary play and creation. But my younger ones, however, they turn every moment into imaginary. So it's really good. It's true to, to let kids be kids. Let them get bored, and they will find something to do. Uh, Mulberry Road Homestead said, straight-up consistency. They need to know that whatever it is, it remains the same and will get the same response from you every single time. We are implementing a new schedule this year with our oldest uh, and our youngest, especially. uh, And I'm going to tell you, it does get easier with a schedule. Don't be afraid to implement one, even if you have to. What I've done is I've actually written that schedule down on a piece of paper. And then put it in one of the um, paper, plastic sheets, things that's a paper protector. And then you can just use a marker, uh, put it on the refrigerator, and they get to check off their whole schedule. Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, Hampton Homestead says, there's no trophy for sacrificing yourself. Take care of you, too. Some days suck, and that's okay. Ask for what you need. No one, no matter how loving, can read your mind. Raising children is a long game. You don't see the results of your decisions for years sometimes, but stick with your gut and do what feels right. And I think that's very true. Uh, You know, in the beginning of, um, when I first had Everett with my oldest son, junior, I didn't ask for help in the beginning and I wish I would have. And I tell a lot of people that with the second postpartum time, I, I didn't have to ask for help. My husband was very helpful, um, my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law brought food almost every night for like the first two weeks. And so that was amazing. And then uh, my friend Casey brought food and my sister brought food. And uh, it was just, it was it was wonderful. And so, but the one thing I needed help with more than anything was emotional help. And my husband was readily available to give that to me. And that is I am forever grateful for that. You know, I had a, I cry a lot the first two weeks after I have a baby just from all the hormones. And he never once, you know, said, oh my gosh, just stop crying. He would just, you know, he sat there, rubbed my back. He couldn't do anything to help me anyhow, but just being there. And, and you know, he would say, what do you need from me? And and I want to encourage any of you men that are listening to do that, to to ask your wife, what do you need from me? Um, because sometimes she's just too stubborn to tell you what she needs. One of my favorite tips is from Hunger Moon, Hunger Moon Farmer, and she says, never underestimate the power of a big cardboard box. Oh, yes, yes. And then the next tip, a lot of people recommended this, said hide the chocolate for yourself. It's okay not to share it. Don't you believe I absolutely do that. Pan and Hook on Instagram said "Puree veggies to hide in pancakes and tortilla mix. You know, that's awesome. I also hear that you can hide veggies in lasagna and pasta. So if your kids are big pasta or lasagna eaters, you can hide veggies in there. We also like to have veg- uh, hide veggies in smoothies. And I actually want to talk about that for a second because one of my greatest tips is to start giving f- food, real food, whole food, as early as you can, um, starting around the six-month mark. Some people do start at four months, but I don't like to start until their tongue reflex kind of starts going away. Um, and start with big foods. I have a baby-led weaning video. It's it's actually called Why We Ditched Baby-Led Weaning. We didn't really ditch it, but we kind of um, made it fit us. Uh, I never bought baby food with Everett, not once. Um, he always ate straight from my plate. He always... Um, you know, ate big chunks of broccoli and pizza and Everett is now the most amazing eater. Like he is not picky. He loves everything. Well, see, I didn't do that with my oldest child. And so he is, he was very picky as, especially as a baby. He only liked certain things. And so, um, my tip is don't hide the veggies at all, you know, even from a young age. Give those to them young, and they'll eat them for forever. I mean, Everett will literally eat everything I give him because his taste became accustomed to that. I mean, he we're talking about a one-year-old who will eat sauerkraut, and he was eating sauerkraut at seven months old. So I really, really encourage you to give them all the nasty foods that normal kids wouldn't like. Give it to them first, and then all the other stuff is just bonus, <laughs> Uh, gleaning joy says, allow them the freedom to do things that you don't think they can do, or that scare you a little bit, climb a little higher than you think they should run a little faster than it seems. They could carry that breakable plate to the table, trust your gut. But put your trust in them to do a little more each time, doing this knowing that your mama instincts will tell you when it's not safe. The reward of seeing the joy of accomplishment in their faces when they achieve something above what they thought possible is worth all the heart palpitations. And yes, times a million, this is something that I try to do regularly. And it is true. It it also teaches them responsibility. And I think that's really important. Fairhaven Hill says, don't make plans for your kids. Bam, drop the mic, yes, 100%. Do not make plans for your kids, okay? Let things fall as they may and then help them to roll with the punches. Now, this more pertains to a little bit older children, um, but then she goes into it a little more. She says, children should have chores at an early age and remain responsible for them. It teaches so much more than we as parents could. Every kid is a different person, and we need a different form of discipline. So while timeouts work for one, taking something away may work for another one. And the most important tip, she says, is read the Bible with them every day, a chapter a day, and discuss it. Have rolling conversations about it. It will mature them and make them wise, and that's something that I need to work more on. Um, Marissa Hen says being a mom is hard and it's okay to admit it. It's okay to ask for help and it's okay to put your baby in a safe place and step away for five minutes, even if they're screaming and crying. Yes. And amen, Marissa. And then she talks about how having a schedule helps let your kids play independently and no parenting style is really wrong. But yes, if you need to walk away, it's okay that your baby cries for five minutes, 100%. And I have to do that sometimes because otherwise I wouldn't get anything done and sometimes sometimes I might lose it but you might hear the baby in the background now all right let's see what else um oh this is a good one Kelly Kellens I guess it's her Instagram name she says we have five children who are five through fourteen years of age Our last four children were born within a four-year and one-month period. Life was crazy when they were all little. One thing that helped me keep my sanity has been to teach them to do things for themselves. Our little boys gather eggs, feed, and water the chickens, and they know how to make their own lunches. Our eight and nine-year-olds know how to do laundry and bake. If someone is craving cookies, they're our go-to girls. Our oldest knows how to do all of these things as well as how to cook some basic things, mow the lawn, and take care of our meat chickens. All of our children know how to clean and do chores, including our five-year-old. We work together and we play together. Oh, and when I I was sick and in bed for two weeks earlier this year, our household didn't come to a grinding halt. Yes, yes. So this works for people who have a lot of kids. And, like, I'm sitting here thinking this all the time. Like, man, I wish I would have had more kids, you know, (laughs) so that we could have, you know, more helpers right again to the child standard but uh, years ago my neighbor who's got like eight kids she drove by and you know junior was probably four or five and she's like you only have one still and I was like yeah you know we had tried for a few years and we didn't get pregnant and she's like oh God help you she said if you don't have any more she said I, I really feel so sorry for you and I didn't I didn't understand. <laughs> She goes, kids make life so much easier because they get to clean the house and do that. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, but it's true. As Junior's gotten older, it's been really nice for him to step up and do some chores. All right. Well, last but not least is from Strange Health and Living. She says, as a mom of three boys and mama of three now, Mama. Uh, Number one thing I wish I could do over is making sure my kids knew that God loved them no matter what, and that we, mom and dad, love them no matter what, and all the rest doesn't even matter. All the rest is mute. I am so thankful for all the mamas who gave their best tips and hacks and suggestions. This was only like a third of the amount of things that they have said and Ooh, hold on got a baby over here who's crying that they have the t- suggestions and tips and tricks that they gave us and um it was just it was just amazing and and people are still continuing to comment on this thread so i encourage you to go check it out and um there's just a lot of good information there a lot of mom tips and if you have a mom tip Definitely leave your own on that post. It's a picture of Everett and I, um, and with the chicken tractors in the background. Um, or if you have a, a mom tip, you can you can leave a a message or an email, whatever you prefer. More than anything, I want to encourage you as a mama to just give yourself grace. Um, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay mm-hmm. to take a five-minute break. It's okay for babies to cry It's just for a few minutes if you need some time to yourself, as long as they're in a safe place and um, they can't get into anything while you walk away. It's okay to parent the way that you parent, and it's okay to teach your kids to be independent. It's okay for them to be bored. It's okay. It's okay. And you are not a bad mama because of it, Okay. We all have different parenting styles, different techniques, different methods, different ways of doing things. We all love our kids differently. We all teach our kids differently. And the best part is all of our kids are different too. They all have different needs and character traits. Some are more sensitive than others. Some are strong-willed and and have very uh, strong leadership skills, we call them just remember that every mama is going through something. Every mama has a hard day. No mama is perfect. No one is, and neither is any child. We don't hold ourselves to a standard of perfection and we shouldn't hold our children to a standard of perfection because God doesn't hold us to a standard of perfection. So give yourself grace, give your kids grace, surround yourself with women who are there to cheer you on, and give you tips and tricks and help without judgment. And more than anything, if you can't find that group of women, create that group of women. Motherhood is hard. Nobody prepared us for motherhood. None of us are born knowing how to be a mom. Every mom is thrown into it from day one and they learn through the good times and the bad times, the hard times and the easy times. What makes a difference is that we share those moments, those real, everyday, raw moments with other mamas so that they can learn and do better with their own babies and in their own motherhood techniques. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me on this week's Choosing Simple episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you wouldn't mind leaving me a review, it helps out a lot. Kind of get the word out, share the podcast. I really hope to be getting back on here more frequently over the next few weeks and months. And I hope that you are having a wonderful day and week. And just remember, give yourself grace, love others, and don't forget to choose simple.